Well, we're going to read the Bible together now, and we're turning this morning to the book of Colossians, and to Colossians chapter 4. Uh, you'll find our Bible reading on page 985 of the Pew Bibles, page 985. We're going to read a short little section that comes at the end of Paul's letter to the Colossian church, uh, Colossians 4 verses 2 to 6. Uh, Niall is going to be speaking to us about SU later in our service. And then after that, we're going to think about these verses uh, briefly together. So Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 6, and it's page 985 of the Pew Bibles. Colossians chapter 4, beginning at verse 2, and this is the, the word of the living God to us this morning. Continue steadfastly in prayer being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Amen. And we thank God for his word to us this morning. Well, this morning we're going to finish our time together by thinking about what the Bible says about mission. We've done this several times over the past year. It's been very helpful for us to occasionally uh, think about what we're called to do as the people of God. Uh, this morning we're going to think briefly about Colossians 4 verses 2 to 6. You'll find that passage on page 985 of the Pew Bibles. It's a short passage, but it has two really important things to tell us as we think about mission and evangelism. Before we think about that passage, though, let's pray for a moment together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are a God of truth and that as we read your word, we can know that it is true and that it's also living and active and we pray that you'd speak to us as we think about it together just now. Help us to think about it in the context of, of serving you this summer and also in our everyday lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you noticed this, but as the seasons change, so do the adverts on our televisions. From Boxing Day on, the adverts change from Christmas deals and experiences to foreign holidays. So just one day after Christmas, you can expect to be bombarded with adverts of people jumping into swimming pools in exotic locations. You can expect to see adverts of package holidays that in the middle of winter make you yearn and long for the brightness of summer. As the seasons change, so do the adverts on television. And as the seasons change, so do our conversations with other people. Don't, don't know if you've had this conversation with other people yet. Where are you going on holiday this year? Have you chatted to someone about that yet? It's one of those questions that comes around every January or February because that's the time you begin to think about what you're going to do in the summer. Months of planning go into a week or even just a few days away. As the seasons change, so do the adverts on our televisions. As the seasons change, so do our conversations with other people. But as the seasons change, the call for the church to involve itself in the work of mission does not change. Our task as followers of the Lord Jesus is to go out into all the world and make disciples of all nations, 
That, that command from Jesus is not limited to specific times in the year. It's not that Christians are only to involve themselves in mission and evangelism during the summer. We're to be involved in those things all year round. This morning we've been focusing on summer opportunities, particularly for young people. But, but as we finish our time together, I want us to see that there are two things for us all to do all year round when it comes to mission and evangelism. The, 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 the two things Colossians 4 tells us we're to do are speak to people, speak to God about people and speak to people about God. Two really simple points. But before we think about those two points in a little bit more detail, let me tell you a little bit about the letter to the church at Colossae. But Paul is the author of this short, snappy letter. It's just four chapters long. And like other New Testament letters written by Paul, it can be divided into two parts. The first half of it, chapters 1 and 2, are concerned mainly about, about doctrinal matters. The second half, chapters 3 and 4, are practical chapters that focus on the outworking of the doctrine that has been explained. Ephesians is, is very similar in terms of structure. The, the doctrine that Paul explains in this letter is that the Lord Jesus is Lord over all creation. Ch chapter 1 contains a beautiful explanation of who the Lord Jesus is. We're told that he's the image of the invisible God. He's the creator of everything. He's the head of the church. And he has made peace by the blood of his cross. As with other New Testament letters, Paul is also tackling false teaching we can't be completely sure what the heresy was in Colossae, uh, what the heresy Paul was addressing, but this letter is an attempt to set the Colossians back on the right path. So chapters 1 and 2, mainly doctrinal. Chapters 3 and 4 are mainly practical. There's a long section that runs from chapter 3, verse 5, to chapter 4, verse 6, uh, that, that contains instructions on Christian living. Paul talks about how to deal with sins of the past, he talks about living and becoming more like Jesus. And he, he also explains how to live as the church. That long section ends with the verses that we've read together this morning. And they're really helpful verses because they speak to us about persistence in prayer and living like Christians in the world. They're also really helpful verses for us as we think about Christian mission and supporting the work of the gospel here as a church family in Bukna. We're going to think about two things. Colossians 4 tells us then we're to speak to God about people and we're to speak to people about God. Two simple little points. Let's think about each of them in turn. First of all, we're to speak to God about people. Just look at what Paul says in verses 2 to 4. He says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open a door to us for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. The, the simple point in these verses is that effective evangelism and mission begins with persevering prayer. The verses two to four remind us of the importance of prayer in mission and gospel work. Any missionary or gospel worker that's worth their salt will tell you that the work begins with prayer. To continue steadfastly is to persevere, and to persevere is to busy yourself with the task in hand. A characteristic mark of the early, earliest Christians was their devotion to intercessory prayer. But we have to ask a question. Why is Paul telling the church to pray? It seems like such a basic thing to tell a church. The, the, the reason must have been 
that the church at Colossae had stopped praying. Their lack of prayer had opened the door to all sorts of challenges and difficulties. One person rightly points out that it is in a prayerless church that the enemy can best do his work of disruption. It's in a prayerless church that the enemy can do his best work of disruption. Paul tells us that we're to continue steadfastly in prayer. It's to be something that we do all the time, something that we do constantly, something that we do naturally, something that we do without thinking about. Notice as well what Paul says to pray for. He says, pray that God may open to us a door for the word. He also wants us to pray that we would make the message clear. What's he saying? Well, in real terms, he's saying, I want you to speak to God about people. He wants the church in Colossae and throughout all generations, so that includes us, to pray that God might open a door for the word and that those who are tasked with explaining the word, whether it's a minister on a Sunday or a young person on a summer team, might explain it clearly. Speak to God about people. Ask God to open doors for organizations like SU, like Lyft, like Kids for School, like all of the others we support as a church family. And pray for those who are explaining the word, teaching the Bible, telling men and women and boys and girls about Jesus, that they might speak clearly about him, that they might speak clearly in a way that other people can understand. That's a really practical piece of advice for us, isn't it? So sometimes we don't really know what to pray for missionaries. We name them and we ask God to be with them. But those are two great things to pray for. And it's also really practical advice because you might not be planning to be involved in a summer outreach team in any form this summer, but you can still do something. You can still play your part. You can still pray for doors to be opened for the word and for people to speak clearly about the Lord Jesus. Which actually leads us on to our second point, the second thing Paul says in these verses. First of all, we're to speak to God about people, and secondly, we're to speak to people about God. Look at verses five and six. Paul says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Just as there was a simple point to verses two to four, so there's a simple point to verses five and six. These verses remind us of the importance of personal evangelism, both on teams, but also every day. Well, what's interesting about what Paul says is that he doesn't define personal evangelism as preaching a sermon to people who don't know Jesus. He says, Walk in wisdom toward outsiders and let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. On, on teams and on missions, there's a very clear objective to speak to other people about Jesus. But what Paul has in view here is our everyday life. If we have trusted in Jesus, then we're to live like Christians. We're, we're to walk wisely so that people see a difference in us. But that's not to say we don't use words. So sometimes you hear a quote which is something like, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. It's not a very good quote because you can't preach the gospel, speak about the gospel and not use words. So sometimes we get drawn into thinking that, 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 that just living like a Christian will be enough to make people trust in Jesus or come to church. It just won't. 
And that's backed up by what Paul says here. He says we're to speak to people about God. Our words are to be gracious and seasoned with salt. And we're also to answer each person as we find them where they are spiritually. Our two points are actually connected. We're to speak to God about people. So that means that we pray for missionaries and gospel workers. But it also means that we pray for the people that we work with as well. And what do we pray for? We pray for opportunities to speak to people about God. And we do so conscious that we're to make the best use of the time. Notice that phrase from Paul there, make the best use of the time. The best use of the time we're here on earth, the best use of our lives, the best use of the time that God has given us. As the seasons change, so do the adverts on our televisions. As the seasons change, so do our conversations with other people. But as the seasons change, the call for the church to involve itself in the work of mission and evangelism does not change. Speak to God about people. Pray for those involved in gospel work. Pray for people like Niall. Pray for other missionaries that we support. And speak to people about God. Tell other people about Jesus on a summer team, but also in your everyday context and situation. Simple, snappy, straightforward advice for the church of all ages. Great instructions for us as we think about the work of the gospel this summer. Something of a challenge as well, because the reality is many of us are intimidated and scared when we think about speaking to other people about the Lord Jesus. But here's the thing. The same Lord Jesus that commanded the church of all ages to go into all the world to make disciples and tell others about him is the same Lord Jesus who in the same breath said, I am with you always to the end of the age, even when your time on earth here is up. We pray for gospel workers with that confidence. We go into our everyday situations with that hope in our hearts. Jesus is always with us. And even though speaking to others about him is intimidating and scary, he promises his help. Final thought, and then we're finished this morning. This is one of those services when if you're not a Christian, you can so easily think that you're getting a free pass. He's talking to the Christians today, the really keen people. I can just sit back and zone out. Unfortunately not. If you're not a Christian, you won't speak to God about people and you certainly won't speak to people about a God that you don't believe in. But if you're not a Christian, you need to speak to God about trusting in him. You need to speak to God about your sin because the simple, snappy, straightforward message of the Bible is that the wages of sin is death and that unless your sin is dealt with, you will be separated from God forever. That's the urgent message we believe people need to hear. That's why we support missionaries so that they can tell other people about the coming judgment. That's the message SU workers like Niall are committed to sharing the love of God for us through the Lord Jesus. And that's the message we want you to engage with and come to believe here in Bukna if you haven't already. If you've come to the point where you know that you need to speak to God about trusting him, you can speak to me or another Christian that you know and respect. We would love to tell you more about Jesus and about how you can come to trust in him. As the seasons change, so do the adverts on our televisions. As the seasons change, so do our conversations with other people. But as the seasons change, the call for the church to involve itself in the work of mission and evangelism does not change. Speak to God about people. Speak to people about God. 
and you need to speak to, to God about trusting in him for the first time if you haven't already. Let's pray together as we close. <coughs> Father, we thank you for your word to us this morning. We thank you that it's a challenge to us if we know and love you. We pray that you would help us to speak to you about people that we know and love who haven't yet trusted in the Lord Jesus. Uh, and we also pray that you would help us and equip us to speak to people about how you can save them and how you can rescue them. Father, we pray especially for summer teams uh, this year. We ask that you would be with us as a church family, that you would help us to continue to support those in whatever way we can. We thank you for all those who've been involved in our service today. And we pray that you would continue to work in our world, here on our island in Ireland, but also throughout the world as well, so that men and women and boys and girls might come to know and trust in Jesus for the first time. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.